Stop by our showroom and see all our bed cover displays at Pickup Outfitters just off of Waco Drive at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to Game Time. Ward White's Aaron Sexton along with you. Tom Barfield will be back with us tomorrow. And now joining us is Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib. Bryce, how are we doing today? Doing well. Uh, pointing this car north, headed to Waxahachie to watch a little uh, Midway JV football. That's always a good time on a Thursday night. Well, good for you. That'll be yeah. fun. And, and that's yeah, not absolutely. that's not you you know that's not a bad stadium to go enjoy a little football. That's a good stadium, so that should be fun. Yeah, Lumpkin Stadium, I think, is what that's called. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly it's, right. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's a nice place. I've covered some games there in the past. Well, let's just start with a little high school football, Bryce. And any big surprises from any teams around that you look at, going, well, I didn't expect them to get off to that good a start, or to the other side of it, is there a team out there that you go, well, what happened here? I, two teams jump out in a good way uh, in terms of uh, surprising, and, and I'll start with the Rethel Indians, uh, you know, off to a 2-0 and start. Obviously, last week weren't able to play, you know, due to just illnesses and stuff at, at the school. But uh, I just thought with Rethel making that transition to uh, Tyler Crow, their new coach, you, you always seem to have a little bit of a – uh, a learning curve there when you're when you're breaking in a new coach and and you know obviously he was on staff before but and I just expect you know Riesel to maybe get out to the starts that they they did uh, and then you know the Chilton Pirates have been pretty impressive to me mm-hmm. uh, that win, that win last week over Normandy they didn't just beat them uh, they shut them out. Uh, and, and that was an, an eye-opening win for Chilton uh, for me. I mean, uh, Chad Conine wrote about it in, in Sunday's paper, uh, just, you know, posing the question, can Chilton uh, challenge Mart in that district? Um, you know, we, we all know what, you know, the Mart Panthers are, and uh, they're the standard that kind of all the small schools really uh, compare themselves to. But, but certainly Chilton uh, is, is trending in the right direction. And one thing that, that Chilton had going for it back when it won state 2007, 2008, somewhere in that range, uh, I've slept a few times since then. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, was, was defense. I mean, they, they were kind of known for, uh, for the Landrum guys. They, you know, jo- uh, Josh Landrum, Travis Landrum, they, they could run all over the field. But an underrated element of that state championship team back then was, was just defense. And, and obviously we, we know how you have to have that if you're going to put it all together and, and make a run in, into December. Some games coming up this week, and you're going to the JV game that I wanted to talk about tonight, Waxahachie and Midway. And Waxahachie will travel to Panther Stadium to take on Midway in the first district game of the season, Midway in, in pretty need of a win coming up on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the, the Panthers are off to an 0-3, you know, start. I guess a pretty good schedule. I mean, uh, you know, you start off with a very good round rock team. You follow that up with, a you know, a 
a tradition-rich Permian team that did make the playoffs uh, a year ago. Uh, and then I thought Midway made some strides last week in that South Grand Prairie game, especially defensively. I talked to Shane Anderson actually earlier this morning, and, uh, and you know, he, he agreed. He said, uh, I want to say they gave up eight big plays in, in the opener to Round Rock. They gave up six big plays uh, in the second game to, to Permian. And then he said, you know, we, we whittled that down to three in the South Grand Prairie game. Obviously, you know, some of that may be matchups and personnel and that kind of thing, but, but it looks like Midway is starting to trend in the right direction. Now, uh, you know, one bit of bad news for the Panthers is they're, they're dealing with a few injuries, including two on the offensive line uh, where guys are going to be out for an extended period of time. So uh, they're shuffling the lineup a little bit, defensive linemen over, uh, to the offensive line, so we'll see how that affects Midway. But uh, I, I like the Panthers actually in this game. I don't that that seems weird. Maybe uh, Waxahachie's off to a two and one start under a new coach as well. But um, you know, I think this is a chance for Midway to hit that reset button and and uh, and try to make, start making a run at that at the playoffs. Another game that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on, for me anyway, Argyle at La Vega at Willie Williams Stadium. And, and La Vega may have a little bit of revenge from last year on their mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously Argyle's the favorite in this matchup. I mean, I don't think there's any way you can deny that. Uh, we talked about it on our high school podcast this week, Chad and I. And, and you know, I – Argyle's going to be the favorite. They're the number one ranked team in the state for a reason. But this has been an excellent uh, rivalry. You know, probably La Vega's best non-district rival, um, you know, in recent years. And, and it always has seemed to have gone the way of Argyle in the regular season. And then sometimes La Vega has turned the tables in the, in the playoffs. Uh, but as far as this one goes, I mean, I like Argyle to win this game, but I just don't think you can ever overlook uh, La Vega. I mean, you know, that would be foolish to do mm -hmm. that. And obviously they've got an excellent coaching staff over at La Vega. And so they're going to, you know, take that film from last week and that LBJ loss, and they're going to break down, you know, where they, where they messed up and, and try to shore those areas up. Um, one thing that I always feel like is uh, just a, an asset for La Vega is that they've got assistant coaches on that coaching staff who have head coaching experience, guys like Leroy Coleman, guys like Mike Cadell. Um, and I feel like a guy that's a head coach in waiting is uh, Jermaine Carpenter over there. He does an excellent job as well. So, you know, between those guys and Don Hyde, I think they're going to figure some things out, and I feel like they're going to give Argyle a pretty good game tomorrow. I think it's going to be a great game and one to watch if you're a high school football fan. Let's talk Baylor and Baylor getting into the conference pool, taking on the Jayhawks of Kansas on the road. How do you feel about this one coming up on Saturday, Bryce? Yeah, you know, Kansas just seems like it's always in a perpetual state of rebuilding, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, it just feels like in the last 10 or 12 years, it's just like, okay, here we go again. Uh, so, it, obviously, that's 
starting all over again with Lance Leopold, who did a, an excellent job at Buffalo. Um, and and we'll see, you know, what he can do uh, at Kansas. I just feel like that's one of those jobs where uh, they're always seeming to find a, a fight an uphill battle. Um, it's really been since Mark Mangino that the Jayhawks have, have done anything on the football field. That's a long time ago. Um, so, you know, I, I like Baylor in this game. Um, you know, I felt like – the Bears had a really good shot all along to start out 3-0. and uh, And obviously, you know, Baylor ran all over um, Kansas last year, and that, that was, a, I think, a, a much less uh, – that, that was a worse Baylor team, let's just put it like that. They're mm-hmm. much improved over, over last year. Uh, I think, you know, I wrote about it this week, the, the transformation in the, the running game is shocking. I mean, you know, they've, they've more than tripled uh, their output from last year. Granted, uh, we're talking about two games against two opponents you probably should be able to run the ball against. But nevertheless, uh, you know, they're, they're getting it done. And I, if you just look at the eye test, I feel like the offensive line – has made major strides. I mean, it, you know, they're they're making some holes. They're getting some push. Their pass is good. So it's been a problem area. Even honestly, even in the Sugar Bowl year under Matt Rule, the offensive line was was a kind of a weak spot. If they can get that fixed, I mean, you know. Uh, more power to them. I think the Bears, you know, might have something pretty good going. And I like Baylor to honestly get back in a bowl game this year. If you start out 3-0, and that, that gets you halfway there. Bryce Cherry with the Waco Trib. What are you guys working on that's coming out soon? Yeah, so Chad will have a feature on Rosebud Lot, a team we didn't talk about, but uh, another team off to a great start. 3-0 and for the first time since 2013. Wow. Uh, and uh, they have a, a kid, Zane Zinert. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But he's a, a transfer from Cameron, who's uh, the leading passer in Central Texas, doing a great job. And then John has a feature tomorrow on JT Woods, who uh, getting it done at safety for Baylor. Two touchdowns in two games. Uh, you know, can he lead the Big 12 in touchdowns as a safety? We'll see. <laughs> Bryce, have fun at the game tonight. We certainly do appreciate the time. Drive safe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ward. Appreciate it. You bet. That is Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib. Go check it out uh, anytime. Stay tuned.